Betting against Tom Brady is a bad idea. If you're a sports better, you've come to the right place. I want to talk to you about the best kept secret in college basketball. That would be the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs, who are a covering machine. This is Send It with Willie Betts. Welcome into the March Madness edition of Send It with Willie Betts. I am your host, Willie Betts, and we have a very special guest on today's program. And I've been doing this pod now for a little over a month and have been thinking about doing a, a March Madness show. And there was one name I had in mind to bring on the show today, and that would be Jake Marsh of Barstool Sports. He's the host of Barstool Bench Mob and also is on Pardon My Take. Jake, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Will. Thank you for having me. Best time of the year. Hard to complain right now, you know? Nothing nothing beats this month, sir. And, and Jake, I, I think uh, people that follow me on TikTok and also listen to you on Pardon My Take are about to have their minds blown that we actually went to school together at Syracuse. Yes, we did. My senior year was your freshman year. You were a little one coming up from the high school ranks <laughs> out of Texas. I was the seasoned veteran trying to show you the ropes. I hope I didn't screw you. No, no you, you did good. You did good. You know, I, I kind of shadowed you and sat in on some volleyball broadcast. Um, you know, Jake announced uh, some volleyball back in his day. And uh, now I'm doing volleyball for ACC Network. So uh, it, all, it all worked out in the end, my friend. And now you're, you're at Barstool Sports doing big things. And I think both of us, are excited to have the madness back, but it's not the same without your catamounts, man. It's still a sore subject. <laughs> it's so tough in those one bid leagues because I know, I know that tournament one bad night season's over. And unfortunately that's what happened. I'll be honest. I did not see Hartford coming. I just, I did not right. see that coming, but I'm right. happy for him. I'm happy for him. First ever appearance, right? Yeah. First ever appearance. So good for them, but it stings. It still stings. It's tough because obviously I'm a Syracuse alum. I'm a Florida fan, but the Vermont thing is so different because I have personal relationships with all of these guys. Yeah. I was a broadcaster for them for two years. So like when they lose, it's just like heartbreaking. Cause I know what they're, I don't, I mean, I can't relate, but I can imagine what they're going through. It stinks. Now what, what stings for Marty is that is that prank you pulled on him the other day with, with Duke. Jake, when I say I don't think I've ever laughed harder in my entire life than seeing Marty Mush do this when they put Duke up on the screen, <laughs> that that was cruel, but it was it was warranted from everything we've heard from Marty on on the pod this year. No question about that. It was warranted. Yeah, we actually have to thank Jeff D. Lowe, who made the graphics for that. He was the mastermind behind that. <laughs> I just played the role of the host. Um, uh. But yeah, it was something. It, it it got him. It got him. I started saying Oregon oh, he believed it entirely, but it it still wasn't a big enough of a blunder to uh, stop the trick. Yeah, from you, happening, you, so. you you didn't blow your cover. Oh my yeah. gosh, too good. Well, well, props to the committee for for coming out yesterday and saying nope, Duke Duke was eligible. We didn't select <laughs> him because they did not deserve yeah. to be selected. Now, Jake, I know you're you know you you host this this college basketball podcast for. Barstool, and you're a big mid-major guy, follow the mid-majors closely. You know I'm a Gardner-Webb guy. Mm -hmm. I've liked Gardner-Webb. They, unfortunately, didn't get into the big dance out of the Big South. But is there a team that you have followed closely all season that 
has found their way into the field, a mid-major that you, you know really well and know what they're capable of. So if we want to stay in that Big South Conference, how about Winthrop? They're the yes, champions of the Big yes, South. Yes, yes, yes. They're a 12 seed. And I think this is probably the trendiest and sexiest 12 over 5 upset. Um, because if you're casual, you look at their record, you see how many losses they have this season. One. 23 and one. That's mm-hmm. obviously going to stick out to you. Now, of course, the Big South is no Big East, Big 12, Big 10. Um, but they're a really good team. Head coach Pat Kelsey. He's the real deal. Um, I actually went to high school with one of their assistants or grad assistants. Um, so a little bit of bias here, but I like them. Um, and another 12 seed I like is UC Santa Barbara out of the Big West. They're mm. in the West region. Um, they're playing a Creighton team that's dealing with some off the court issues right now. Um, and then in that 413 game, you have Virginia against Ohio. Virginia, we, they're not even in Indianapolis right now at the time of this recording. Um, so I think that yeah, that's region- a popular pick. I think that region could open up a little bit. Uh, the other 12 fives are interesting because it's two teams who at this time last week had no shot of making the tournament, Georgetown and Oregon state. Um, so of course they could stay hot, but overall those teams aren't as good as probably those mid majors. Would you say it's a hot take to say that three 12 seats could win? It happened in 2019. I don't think so, because like I mentioned, those two mid-majors, I think, are in a good spot. I think they're underdogs by like six or seven, where they could easily win outright. Um, and then one of those uh, power conference teams, Georgetown versus Colorado and Oregon State versus Tennessee. Tennessee has been a roller coaster this year. And I don't know if they announced it yet, but John Fulkerson, he's the one who took that cheap shot uh to the face he was out for the remainder of the sec tournament i don't know if he'll be able to play in this Mm. one he's their best player um so i don't think that's a hot take now you mentioned the west with santa barbara and ohio and i you you mentioned that that could open up and it could but i actually on on my bracket at least have that as kind of the chalky region with a lot of favorites winning really the only upset i have is santa barbara over creighton Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think the Santa Barbara team is dangerous. They've won 18 of their last 19 games. You know, you know, you, know, you mentioned Creighton with those, with those off the court concerns with with Coach McDermott and this USBC team. I think can beat them for trouble. I mean, you look at this line; it's moving toward UCSB. Creighton's defense doesn't force many turnovers, and and Santa Barbara's good taking care of the ball. Do you have that? Is, is it one of your upset picks? It is. It is. Um, I think momentum is everything in March. Um, now, I think there's actually a stat that will contradict that. I think like seven of the last eight tournament champions did not win their conference tournament. Um, hmm. But I don't know. I, I feel like the Creighton thing is a very unique circumstance. Um, we saw what some of the players had to say, so we don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. Um, but with Santa Barbara, Barbara, uh, they took down a really good UC Irvine team in their conference championship. They smoked them. I think they won by like 16. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me check right here. Yeah, they won 79-63. And they um, won their semifinal easily as well. They beat UC Davis by 16. They beat Long Beach State by eight. They lost one game since December 28th. So obviously their schedule isn't as tough as all these other teams. But. I don't know. They this this guy to watch out for is Jacory McLaughlin. Um, mm. He's a senior uh, from Washington. His in, in the conference tournament, 22, 17, 22. So who says he can't put up another 25 spot or something against Creighton? 
Well, what you see from a lot of these mid-majors that make a deep run in March is they have just one player that just Mm -hmm. plays on a different planet. You saw that with Steph Curry and Davidson, Ron Hunter against Baylor a few years ago. So maybe he can be that guy. Yeah. Excuse me, RJ. Right, right. RJ Hunter. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun March Madness. But uh, are you a Ken Palm guy, Jake? Do, Do you like looking at some of the Ken Palm numbers? That's what I'm looking off right now when I'm reading those numbers <laughs> to you. Well, something, subscriber. something that I found on Ken Palm yesterday was interesting. Creighton ranks 250th in offensive rebounding percentage. Santa mm-hmm. Barbara ranks top 50 in defensive rebounding percentage. I already think the Santa Barbara team can outshoot Creighton. And if they can out-rebound them, they, I think they got it. I really do. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Marcus Zagorowski will probably – he will be the best player on the court in that game. Um, and they have other options. They have Mahoney, they have Balick, they have Bishop, um, and Damian Jefferson too. So it's not going to be easy, um, but it's March. Anything could happen. Who do you have eventually coming out of that West region? Gonzaga? It's Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, you've probably seen this, but the two, three, and four, Iowa, Kansas, Virginia – Gonzaga played and beat them all by double figures in the regular season. So they've seen all these teams before. I think they got a favorable draw to get back to the final four. Going to the South now, and we've already talked about Winthrop. Really, the the bold prediction for me in this region is I actually have Winthrop going to the Sweet 16. Jake, immediate reaction. What do you think? Do they have a shot? 100% have a shot. As I said, I like them in the first round. Um, Villanova, another Big East team, Dealing with some issues because, unfortunately, their best player, a brutal break in Colin Gillespie, he's out for right. a year. Um, so that's tough. But it's also Jay Wright in March. You can't forget that they've won two of the last four NCAA tournaments. That's a big deal. That's very hard to do. Um, <laughs> and he wears these nice suits that I could probably use some of those for uh, some of my broadcasts. Um, no. It, I You're think already styling, Jake. You don't have to uh, worry about your wardrobe. As I sit here on my couch in my hoodie. <laughs> um no, I, I think Winthrop definitely has a chance to be Villanova. And then Purdue, North Texas, I don't know. I feel like I've seen Purdue as a sleeper from a lot of people. Um, I think that would be tough, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they can make the Sweet 16. You mentioned Gillespie being out for the year. You mentioned Winthrop only losing one game. Lead the Big South in scoring with 80 points per game. Also have an incredible scoring defense. Second best out of the Big South. What really impressed me about Winthrop, they won every Big South tournament game by 19 or more points. DJ Burns starting to heat up. He's averaging 14 a game in the last two months. Pat Kelsey, one of the best mid-major coaches, always a name that's going to be in the conversation for bigger jobs. So I, I think they have a shot, and that's kind of my bold prediction in the South region. Uh, I actually have Texas Tech, Mac McClung, go, going to the Elite Eight, and then Baylor ultimately coming out of that region. Who, who do you have in the elite eight there? Yeah. So I think Baylor will get to at least the elite eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but my little, I guess it's not really a dark horse, but I think the must bus has a chance to go to the final four. Eric Mussman, a little biased. Uh, he's been, I, I know uh, he's, he's a big barstool guy. Yeah. <laughs> fortunately, uh, he's come on some of the podcasts that I work for and he's awesome. He's one of the most electric coaches in college basketball. Um, but what he's done with Arkansas is remarkable, right? Because Arkansas, yeah, they were a tournament team before he got there. But now they're right at the top tier of the SEC. 
Um, I think they can, I think they can do it. They have um, JD note. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Moses Moody is uh, oh, one, yeah, of, the, he's one good. of the best freshmen. So I, I think they can do it. Look, Ohio state in that bottom region, uh, he, or Ohio state, they caught fire at the end of the big 10 tournament. Right. But I think they lost mm-hmm. four in a row to end the regular season. So if you get that Ohio state, Oral Roberts, I think, has the leading score in the entire country. Max A. Smith, I believe, is his name. Um, so I think watch out for something like that. Or in the 7-10, whoever wins that Florida-Virginia Tech game can take down Ohio State, which would open things up on that bottom region. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Arkansas, and I, I have them beating Colgate, but that's a popular upset pick, Jake. I mean, Colgate is a damn good basketball team. They rank ninth in the net. They're ahead of Arkansas in the net rankings, which I find wild. Do you think Colgan, I know this is a fast team, and Arkansas is has that explosive offense, but Colgate can run with any team in the country. Do they have a shot against Arkansas? I know how high you are on this Hawks team, but does Colgate have any chance? They certainly have a chance, but the most recent – or the the, the – Craziest nugget I discovered in the last three days breaking down this bracket in teams is looking at Colgate's schedule. Do mm. you know how many teams they played in the regular season? 15. Three. Or- they played Army four times. They played Holy Cross oh, four times. Oh, like how many teams? Oh, yeah. just three? They played Army, Holy Cross, and BU four times each, and then BU, Bucknell, Loyola, Maryland, in the Patriot League tournament. They played three teams in the regular season. They went 11 and one, which is great. But I feel like if this could just be an ultimate wake up call and they're like, Oh, here's a good team. Arkansas. We lose by 30. Mm. I mean, I'm staring at the schedule. That's it's tough. the craziest thing I've ever seen. Obviously COVID has a lot to do with that, but three quadruple headers. <laughs> that's their season. They didn't start until January 2nd, but yeah. How are they? How are, I've never, I, I've never understood then how they're so high in the net rankings. Like the fact that, you know, there's a, some, some talk about Syracuse scheduling Colgate. That would have been a quad one win, but Virginia Tech isn't a quad. I, I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand that either. Um, I'm just staring at the schedule. And yes, they deserve credit. Matt Langle is a great coach. You know, he's fantastic. He's yeah. New York. Jordan Burns is a great player. He can score. Um, I just feel like for these mid-majors, the tiers from Patriot League to SEC, is significant and i feel like mm. sure they could win people were picking it i've seen that too but the talent levels are so different from army and bu and holy cross to the must bus i picked another not colgate i picked another 14 seed to win and i'm thinking in my head did i pick the wrong 14 seed should i pick colgate you just made me feel a lot better about not picking Colgate because I did not know that about just three teams. I did. I will say though, I did notice that they played Army quite a few times. Uh, so yep. I'm not totally shocked to to hear what you just said about the three teams. But Arkansas is not Army, and, and they're not Navy, and they're not Loyola. So it's it's going to be a challenge right. for Colgate as we move along here to the Midwest, Jake. And we talked about it before we started the pod, but. Georgia Tech and Loyola is definitely one of the biggest toss-ups for me in this entire first round. I picked Georgia Tech, but the Jackets are dealing with the COVID issue. 
it looks like a player has tested positive. We know that it's, it's a member of the Georgia Tech traveling party, and they tested positive upon arrival in Indianapolis on Monday. We don't know who it is. We actually didn't know it was a player until Josh Pastner said he can't practice. So we're just going to go ahead and assume it's a player. It could be a walk-on, or it could be the player of the year in Moses Wright. We don't know. How does that situation kind of impact the way you're looking at that game? So you would think if it is a player of note, they would it would come out before tip-off. I don't mm-hmm. know what the protocols are, um, but it's, it's tough because I really do like both of those teams and how they're playing right now. Georgia Tech obviously came out of nowhere to win the ACC, um, and Loyola has that March magic. Sister Jean will be making the trip, by the way, at 101. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, it's just a brutal draw, right? Because you have the second hottest team in the country waiting for them in Illinois. Um, obviously, Gonzaga is the hottest team. They're undefeated, but Illinois just won the Big Ten. They're, they have that, that feel to it with the, the IO mask storyline. Mm-hmm. Coburn is an animal. Um, so that's just a buzzsaw waiting for them in that 8-9. I, I don't know. It, it's tough. Loyola, this, you know, like you said, this, this team, this coaching staff knows how to make a deep run in March. They've done it before. They did it in 2018. But gosh, this Georgia Tech team, Jake, just feels like a team of destiny. I mean, what we saw at the ACC tournament, I mean, Josh Alvarado, or I should say Jose Alvarado has become one of the most likable players in college basketball, Josh Pastner. But I mean, this, this Georgia Tech team, unlike most nine seeds, has a big three. They have Moses Wright, Jose Alvarado, and then DeVoe. I mean, those are three really, really good players. And granted, this they don't have a whole lot of bench depth, but those three could beat anybody in the country. They could, but you think they could take Illinois in the second round? No, no. Right. That's the thing. No. The draw is just so tough. If they were it, in a if, they, if, they, if you put them in the Midwest, I might have Georgia Tech going to the to the Elite Eight. If you were to, or I should say, if you, if you put them in the East, if you okay. take them from the Midwest to the East, I think this Georgia Tech team could do some damage in, in a in a region like the East where there where there will be chaos. But Illinois is is tough, and that brings me to my Sweet Sixteen. I think everyone's Sweet Sixteen prediction that Illinois will face Oklahoma State. I actually think the winner of that game is going to the national championship game. National championship. Okay. Not just the final four, but to to the ship. The winner of that game goes all the way to the national championship game. If Oklahoma State were to get a rematch with Baylor in the final four, they beat them last last week. So Mm -hmm. that's not crazy. Um, And Illinois is obviously a one seed. So I think that would be probably the best matchup to come out of the Sweet 16 if it's all chalk because you have – the one-two punch of Io and Kofi against the number one pick in the NBA draft and Katie Cunningham. So uh, sign me up for that. Who do you have in, in that potential matchup? That's tough because Kate has proven he can just take over. Mm-hmm. I still Illinois, Illinois, man. Illinois is yeah. good. <laughs> They're really good. It's I, I feel bad for Oklahoma State, man, because they should have been a two or a three seed. I think Lynn already had them as a two. And they, they lose. Don't count out our orange. They, whoa, I was about to ask <laughs> you about that. But, but Oklahoma State, by the way, there's a lot of orange teams in that region. Six um, of them. <laughs> what did you say on your Twitter? Phantom uh, Madness. Phantom Madness. Oh, my gosh, Jake. But I don't know. I mean, Oklahoma State should have been a two or three. I think in any other region besides Gonzaga's region, I'd have Okie State going to the final four. But 
I think they lose to Illinois. I'm with you there. But how far do you have Q's going? So when I was a senior, they were 11 seed. They went to the 316. Mm-hmm. Now you're a senior. They're an 11 seed. Mm. Um, I think, look, San Diego State won the Mountain West. They're a great team. I think there could have been worse matchups for Syracuse, right? Um, they're not getting a power conference team. That doesn't mean much. West Virginia has been reeling a little bit if they can get by San Diego State. But a little bias. We've had both of those coaches, West Virginia and Moorhead State. Preston Spradlin, they said they're the most fun team in America. They were the first team to punch their ticket. Um, I think they can give West Virginia a run for their money. And in 2016, I was a sophomore. You're still in high school. Mm-hmm. Syracuse got the benefit of an open bracket a little bit because Middle Tennessee was a 15 right. and uh, beat Michigan State. So, hey, so, so when, when the Orange is a double-digit seed in March, anything? Never bet against Jim Beheim. Never bet against Jim Beheim. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, Syracuse people, Jake, that want Beheim to retire. All the guy does is win in March. So as long as he can keep doing that, he can stay as long as he wants. A hundred percent. Look, unfortunately, they haven't had a great regular season in the time we've both been there. The last time they had mm-hmm. was the 25 and 0 year, right? It was 2013. I was a senior in high school. Um, but since then, they've either missed the tournament or been, I think, a 9, 10, or 11 seed. So, but if you win in March, I feel like that definitely cancels some of it out because it's all that's right. all really people really care about, right? So you could look at it a few different ways. So ultimately, though, you have Illinois coming out of the Midwest. I do, yes. Okay. See, I have I have three one seeds in the final four, which I feel like is going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> it's very enlightening. Normally, I, I pick a, a lot of upsets. But I look at Gonzaga. They, 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 they kind of have an easy draw in my opinion. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I, they'll I think be OU or Mizzou shot. by double digits. Big shock. UVA, I mean, that's a big question mark if they're even going to make the Sweet 16. And then you have uh, another matchup with Iowa that's going to be, I should say, a potential matchup with Iowa that's going to be tough. Baylor, I also think, has a pretty favorable draw. Illinois definitely has the toughest draw. So that brings me to the, to the region of chaos. There's always a region where you're going to see a lot of upsets happen. I think that is going to be in the East. Would you okay. agree? Um, you mentioned some upsets in Gonzaga's region, but I don't know how you I feel about the, the East. I don't know if I agree with this one. Um, because okay. you talk about momentum. Uh, you can't say the momentum about Michigan because they lost livers. But if they get by that LSU-St. Bonaventure game, which I know you got, you'll have a little bias there. Um, but Alabama won the SEC. Texas won the uh, Big 12. So those are the two and the three. I think they both mm-hmm. get to the Sweet 16. Um, but you can't count out UConn in that seven seed. They won the tournament the last time they were a seven seed. Um, and then FSU's the four. Um, I do like UNCG, but I think that's a tough draw with FSU. I think FSU's on a mission. And if they match mm. up with Michigan again, I think they could take them down to get to I like I like what you're saying, Jake. I like what you're saying. I have, yeah. I have the Noles going pretty far. Yeah, so I think um, – like you said, Michigan might be a little vulnerable, but Jawan Howard can't count him out. And uh, a little bias again, but I love Hunter Dickinson. He's come on our podcast. Yep. He's, he came out of nowhere from high school, and now he's their best player. Um, so I would say if I had to make a bet, Michigan would be – if I had to say who, which one seed would have the earliest exit, it would probably be Michigan just because of their, uh, their injury. Right. No, I agree. I actually have Michigan losing to LSU. LSU is probably LSU. Look, people can call me biased if they want. 
But the bottom line is this LSU team was perhaps the most underseeded team in this tournament. I thought they were going to be a, a six at least, maybe even a five had they beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game, a game they just lost by one point. LSU doesn't play defense, which isn't great, and that's why I don't have them advancing past the Sweet 16. But they have so much star power, Jake. I mean, this is a fun team to watch that can score at will on some teams. 100%. We, we had Will Wade on, too. Um, American gangster, Will Wade. Shout American, out John Rostein. Yeah, of course. LSU, um, they have options. They, they're, they got Thomas Watford, smart, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think he uh, definitely talked about their defense not being up to par when he came on a few weeks ago uh, on Ken Palm right now, 125th. But their offense, five in the country. So mm-hmm. you figure you got to score, what, at least 80 points to feel comfortable? Yeah, I mean, even 85 might not be enough against <laughs> LSU. Maybe I mean, th- this is a team that, that can put up 50 and a half if, if they want. Uh, but Bonaventure will be tough. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that game. Uh, but ultimately, I think LSU wins. I also have Georgetown beating Colorado. You know, I, I, I listened to uh, a part of my take the other day. The guys aren't that high on, on Georgetown. Why is that? Well, quite frankly, because they're not a good team. They're just a team that went on a good run. They're 9-12. <laughs> they're hot. The regular they're season. hot, Jake. You, you bet against teams that are hot. I should say you bet four teams coming in hot. That's what you do. I know I'm really contradicting myself here because if you get the first 99% of Georgetown against Colorado, they're going to lose probably convincingly. But if you get the last 1% and the Patrick Ewing magic and sure, of course they could beat them. And Um, I'm not high on the PAC 12 fade the PAC 12 fade the PAC 12. Sure. But McKinley Wright's a really good player for Colorado. Oh yeah, You're right. You're right. I mean, Colorado's a good team. Don't get me wrong, but, but they're they're getting G town at a bad time. Patrick Ewing has his boys rolling. I, t- I took him plus eight and a half against mm-hmm. Creighton. And I was like, eh, should I bet money line? Eh. <laughs> I, I could have bet, I could have bet money line plus what, 24? Like they, gosh, I mean, unbelievable yeah. what they did to Creighton. And, and that's another reason I'm betting against Creighton um, when they play Santa Barbara. This is my hottest take of the tournament, Jake. And you might fall over in, in your seat when, when I tell you this one. I think Abilene Christian beats Texas. That's Texas versus Texas for you. That's tough. I, I think Abilene Christian beats Texas. I followed the Southland pretty closely. Abilene was hands down the best team in a, in a very good mid-major conference. I mean, you see Stephen F. Austin in the big dance a lot. They always do damage. Now it's Abilene Christian's turn. They're on an eight-game win streak. Their offense is really freaking good. But they're also extremely talented defensively. Do you know who forces the most turnovers in the nation? That would be Abilene Christian. Texas is in for some problems against ACU. And I think Abilene Christian pulls off the biggest upset we see this March takes down Texas round one. Your thoughts. Am I crazy? When I, when I think of Texas against a team in purple, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, I think of Paul Jesperson and Northern Iowa winning at the half court at the buzzer. Remember that from 2016? Mm-hmm. Um, so Texas knows what it's like, unfortunately, get their hearts ripped out in the opening rounds. Um, sure, I could see it happen, but winning the Big 12, which is arguably the toughest conference in the country, you have seven teams that could all make the Sweet 16. 
Um, I think they deserve some credit for that. But they didn't. They didn't have to play Kansas. No, they did. They had rest against Oklahoma State. Yeah. No, it could happen. Sure. I'm not going to tell you it's not going to happen. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's possible. Are you high on BYU? People either, it feels like people either have them going to the Sweet 16 or losing to Michigan State or UCLA. Yeah, I think the playing winner beats them. You think so? Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, Izzo in March. Yeah. And Mick Cronin's a heck of a coach, too. Right. Um, BYU. I don't know. They have, they have harms, the transfer from Purdue, right? So they hung tough with Gonzaga in that championship mm-hmm. game, but then Gonzaga flipped the switch and won by double figures. So, Who do you have coming out of the East, going to, going to the Final Four? I like Bama. Bama. I like yeah. Bama. Um, Nate Oates, obviously an electric coach. Uh, <laughs> you probably didn't like him as an LSU, LSU fan. Actually, I want, I want Syracuse to hire Nate Oates when, when Bayheim okay. retires. So I like Nate Oates. I'm a fan. So look, he has obviously the New York, the Central Western New York. Right, uh, he, he knows Buffalo. how to recruit up here. He, he's lived up here before, so yeah, he's got no, the connection. And his story is awesome. He was a middle school math teacher like six years ago, um, and then made this quick rise to SEC coach and a regular season champions. Uh, they can shoot their way to a Final Four and a national championship, right? You know that LSU game? They made what twenty two mm-hmm. threes. Herb, Herb, Herb Jones can play. I mean, gosh, it, it's, it's a good team. It's a good team. A, a team that that plays together, a team that's unselfish. I mean, look, you can argue whether or not Herb Jones deserved SEC Player of the Year, but for an SEC Player of the Year to average just 10 points a game tells you a lot about the team he plays with, and that's an unselfish basketball team. 100%. And uh, look, if they're cold from three one day, sure, that can definitely haunt them. But I'll take my odds with them just because of how good they've been this season doing that. So you have three one seeds and a two seed in the final four is, is what I'm getting. No, I have Gonzaga, mm-hmm. um, Bama, and then Arkansas. And then Oh, wow. Yeah. The must, must bus, bus is rolling the all the bus. way to the final four, huh? Yeah. And then uh, Gonzaga over Illinois in the title game. I think they complete the, regu- the, the undefeated season. How confident are you about Arkansas? Are you are you pretty confident in your in your boy Musselman? I mean, I'm confident in him, sure, but there's definitely bias involved. Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I mean, look, in my first bracket, I had LSU to the Final Four, so yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. I think I eventually made the right call picking Florida State. See, I have Florida State, Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, with Gonzaga, Illinois in the championship game, and I think this is finally the year for Mark Few and Gonzaga. Man, I know we say it every year. But this is the year they finally win a national championship. So we have the same title game. How about that? You have you do we have the same winner though of the title yeah, game? Yeah, Gonzaga. Okay. So you have Gonzaga, Illinois, Gonzaga winning. Yep. Okay. Great minds think alike, my friend. Exactly. What, what is the hottest take of the tournament for you? Do you do you feel like we're gonna see a pretty massive upset, like 13 over four or 14 over three? Um I'd say if a 14 were to win, so one of the guys I host the podcast with, Rico Bosco, mm-hmm. he calls himself the king of the big sky. And he's convinced <laughs> Eastern Washington has a great chance against Kansas. And I, uh-huh. I think I saw this yesterday. Jalen Wilson, is he out? I think he's out for the first game. In Kansas, Kansas. They, they're dealing with some COVID issues too. I mean, we don't know right. the status of all their guys. Right. So, they, so I think that's possible. Um, we mentioned Moorhead State. 
they're the first team to punch their ticket. I think they can give West Virginia a run. Um, if I were to, yeah, so one of the, those two could definitely happen. A 15 to beat a two. I mentioned Oral Roberts has the leading scorer in the country. And if we see the Ohio State that ended the regular season, they could give him a run. See, I have Iowa going to the Elite Eight, but if a 15 beats a two, it's going to be Grant Canyon over Iowa. Just not because not because of anything to do with Iowa. It has everything to do with how good Grand Canyon is. I think they got hosed being a 15. They, they won the WAC championship game by 18 points as a two-point dog. This team should have been a 13 or 14, in my opinion. I mean, Grand Canyon can ball out, man. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely make that argument. Um, but Luca, Jordan Bohan. I know. I know. They'll, they'll find a way. The, uh, that's, that's why I have them going all the way to the Elite Eight. Um, by the way, Luca Garza's dad. Did you see that video? Awesome guy. Awesome just, guy. Just a good dude, man. Yep. It's hard not to like the, the, the Garza family. 100%. Um, Jake, I'm, I'm excited about the madness, man. I, I think we, we both missed it last year. Um, God, I'm never going to forget where I was when they canceled it, but I don't think I've ever been more depressed in my entire life than when that notification came on my phone. But we have the madness. It's going to look different, but it's going to be – Amazing. Starting tomorrow with the, with the playing games and then Friday, by the way, that that's always the best day of the year is the first day of, of the first round. We're not on Thursday this year, but it'll still play on Friday. I know it is. It is a little bit odd, isn't it? Friday, Saturday, first round games, but um, Jake Marsh, I, I appreciate you coming on my friend and uh, best of luck to you on your bracket. Thank you. Will. best of luck to you too. Uh, rounding up the Syracuse career. Um, good luck calling the women's tournament in Texas. Hopefully Syracuse can go on a little bit of a run for you. Hey, Syracuse money line over UConn? I, I could uh, see it. Second round upset? Never say never. I don't think we can bet against UConn, though. That was Jake Marsh of Barstool Sports. Be sure to check him out on Barstool Bench Mob and on Pardon My Take. Uh, go Orange, Jake. Uh, Appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. No problem. <laughs>